Pastor Michael, this is a mini-sode. I don't know. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if I like that word. I don't know if we're ever <laughs> going to use it. It's not nice. Thing. I don't like it. I've decided okay, I don't so like it. This is the only, the only restless mini-sode we're ever going to do. So this Pastor, is a rare one, then. Put it on the blockchain. Somebody, <laughs> somebody make sure to save this one. What we're doing, though, Pastor Michael, is we are doing a mini-sode um, with just any, like, dangling things off maybe a, maybe a hot take one or two about the kevin DeYoung, doug wilson thing that aren't exactly related to their articles so um pastor michael i'm gonna start with um i'm gonna start with two things and they're both gonna be aimed more towards doug wilson and now let me explain even why i'm going to aim more towards doug wilson um and it's not because I am super stoked at the state of TGC or whatever. Um, the simple reason is because, as the scripture says, when words are multiplied, <laughs> uh, so are sins. I just have a lot more to work with to pick on. And so yeah. <laughs> because every single person under the sun who's ever met Doug Wilson wrote about this, uh, there's just a lot more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps that is why it is wise to write a singular blog post and then uh, disappear. Um, but anyways, I actually think, but, but I, but I do have a reason for doing this. I want to say that I think there are two things that, again, that probably are just reoccurring themes that again, if you bring up Doug Wilson to your pastor and he has a pretty negative reaction, I think that there are kind of two things. There are two kind of one thing's a vibe thing. And then another thing's a, you know, a more doctrinal thing. And these are the things that come up that cause the reaction. And I'll say, here's the vibe thing. It is the, I'm never saying sorry. I'm never saying sorry. Yeah. So like in the article, Doug Wilson says, I would explain what the temptations we have here in Moscow are, but they would be weaponized against us. Right. When Doug Wilson talks about his language, he basically says, and I've never done anything wrong. Right. I, um, there are both of, let's say like one, it could be completely inappropriate for him to discuss like the actual potential problems in his own church. Yeah. Like it would be weird if I was like, pastor Michael, as a show of your humility, why don't you explain the issues occurring inside your church? Right. right? With these people or what? Yeah. Yep. Um, and my reaction is generally going to be, by the way, Hey, those are my people. Right. Like I'm for them. I'm not like, that's not something I'm going to deal with out loud with you. Right. Right. Like I don't care about you. I care about my people. So I get that. I get that kind of side of it. But, but the never say sorry um, attitude, I think there's something very attractive about it. Right. Cause what people are sick of is the groveling Christianity. Um, But as pastor Michael pointed out in our real episode, the idea that like, you don't have ever you don't think you've ever done this wrong with your language is just like then if that's the case which obviously it's not then you're a god among men and there's actually really nothing for us to discuss like it's 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 just done right now but like there is both bad reasons like you know this like that what we'll say the quote-unquote emphasis on brokenness but like there is a real sense where if there is no matter if you can articulated a orthodox view of the gospel if it does not appear on in any sense 
you are you are you can admit error that you can do these things and because you've chosen to be such a public person at some point that means you have to do it publicly mm. and the fact that that is such a like people find that to be an outrageous thing that is a thing that drives people crazy like that yeah. just drives that like that your response is actually kevin DeYoung. no i didn't do any of those things and you and your friends have done them all is a thing that is going to like is going to only open that wedge in certain men's minds even wider um i don't and i and i get it but again like because we don't want to grovel but that doesn't actually mean we don't appear to be right this is the this, this is just one of the things that's going to drive people crazy yeah yeah well and um like like you said i mean this is a it seems anyway like there is a desirability of it because you're reacting against the culture of that's being what I think overly apologetic all the time. i think that's what he's doing yeah that's what he's trying to do yeah, well, and I think it's very possible that just personality-wise, family-wise, like this is just what he's like too. Like he just he's not going to sit on like feel really bad about himself and sit on all of his sins. Like that he comes across to me yep. as that kind of guy. And I like I say that as somebody who like I've we've talked about this. I like I don't feel super guilty a lot, right? I know like there are times I know I sin, but I I I'm not the kind of guy that's like really like gonna be doing a lot of like. You know, I, like I'm constantly having the problem of I'm always looking at my problems or my sins or anything like that, right? Um, so I get, I, I see how that could be a personality. Doesn't wise. bother me. That temperament, that yeah. temperament doesn't bother me. Yeah. But that mixed with that kind of overreaction to the like the the real cultural problem into a yeah, I'm just never like going to do that. And it's you know when you have such a public ministry writing for so long, and you don't have anything that you say this was this was wrong. Yeah. Okay. And, and anything that you do have that clearly was wrong, that even you clearly believe now was wrong. You say, well, I still believe it, but oh. it's just we're, general equity theonomy. We're, I still, we're, well, I still believe it, but it's just Amber ale federal vision. Well, I still believe, like I, I coming, haven't changed. Right. We're coming what back. I that. believed was always the same. We're coming back to that in a moment. Um, <laughs> but now I, I do want to turn the guns in a different direction towards the even reformed, but the evangelical establishment. Do you know how the uh, do you know how the reformed evangelical establishment says sorry? They pretend it never happened and yes. never mention it again. Yeah. Right. So they don't they may not fight the accusation. They may yep. right like but it is if you criticize us. If it's legitimate, we will never mention it and we will never speak of this again. Yeah, That's we're going to delete that article and pretend like it never happened on TGC's history. That's right. And so um, and so, again, it's not that I that I uh, I don't think, again, that that is a problem, because what they should do is they're admitting fault by deleting it, but they're unwilling to say, hey, why did you need to delete that? Just real quick. Just 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 speak out to the to the balcony quick about why you needed to delete that yeah right tell us why the Twi taylor swift article was deleted right right that that is a completely that's an opposite but it is a similar thing right we because we just i guess we live in a time where where there is probably a risk there's something about a public apology and i'm just not a big enough deal to understand what the 
what the apparent risk is mm. at it that I just don't know um, because they're being handled differently, but I, I don't really know. So, yeah. So here's my second one. And this is what uh, this is the one that like um, that you just got into the well, we never said sorry about the federal vision and the use of colorful language and attractive metaphor. We still use that in ways that is quite confusing, especially in theology. So I only saw this one. Um, so again, Pastor Michael was referencing that when Doug Wilson, uh, one example of this would be when Doug Wilson said, federal vision, no mas. He said, I'm done using the title. I don't want to, you know, I, I, it's been too big of a, too big of a flashpoint to be associated with it for me and for them. And I just think it's better if I drop the label. I don't, I haven't changed my mind about anything. I haven't changed my doctrine or whatever. I'm just not going to be called by that anymore. And I'm not going to defend it anymore. What? <laughs> like you just about split like three reformed denominate the people, you and the people involved in that about split about three reformed denominations. And you're just saying now I don't need, I don't really need to defend that anymore. I'm kind of done. Right. Um, but I so haven't changed, but I haven't changed anything that, I mean, that man, that sounds like sophistry to me. Come on, and man. So, like, you know better. And so the, so I think, here's what I think basically happened, just so everyone knows, I guess, because I'm putting myself out there. So this is, again, you can tell me this is projection. I think this is actually closer to the, um, the big Eva, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't want to go through all the reasons I'm no longer associating with it. But I, but the debate is irrelevant, and I've kind of lost it, right? That kind of a thing. Hmm. But the way that, like, there are still concurrent examples of people doing this poorly show that it's still like your the doctrine things are still going to keep by driving people crazy. So, um, Joe Rigney a few days ago posted a thread with everyone's response article to the Kevin DeYoung thing. And a guy asked, hey, has anyone responded to this article? Because someone, one of the truly TR people, wrote an article about the Moscow Doctrine, right? And doing a whole retread of Federal Vision stuff again, right? And Joe Rigney posted this uh, tweet, or whatever we call it, post, by Toby Sumter as, yeah, someone totally responded to it. And this is what Toby Sumter said. In response to the, you know, this thing about faithfulness and faith and justification by faith, right? Criticizing them for how they describe it. Toby Subster said, no, we believe that saving faith is distinguished from covenant faithfulness. Same muscle, but different functions. We are completely justified by saving faith, which only receives and rests on Christ's um, perfect obedience. Faithfulness flows from that, but is not part of that justification. Now. Part of that is a basically orthodox explanation of the relationship between safe to between saving faith and obedience. Saving faith is right is exhibited in obedience. Mm -hmm. Right. The problem is once again, they I don't know, I literally don't know why, right? He he thought it was at an all clarifying explanation to say. Saving faith and covenant faithfulness are the same muscle, but different yeah. functions. This is where it's like, like I, that actually confuses it again. Right. I, like don't I, I don't think you understand 
where, where the like lines were being drawn actually. Yeah. I, and I don't know why you think that's a helpful picture. Hmm. And I understand why a lot of people think, well, that's a fine distinction. Who cares? But what I'm, but my, again, my point is the guys who have said their doctrine on justification, they are either deceiving you are completely in error or fools and don't know the difference are just like, let's load up again. Mm-hmm. Right. We're loading up, you know, like it just is, again, it's another example that the, the reform doctrine here is, is in a, a strange confusion. Also, Doug commented on this. He said, Paul, please cite a place where I define or redefine faith as covenant faithfulness. Good luck finding it and blessings on your journey. Um, and so again, it's this like, it's this, just this weird, it's this, it's this uh weird thing because again, what they will say, of course, is they, they affirm every part of the Westminster confession. Um, but I do think obviously there are places where they attempt to redefine the words, whether he's trying to do it in this case or not, I don't know. doesn't matter. But again, all I'm saying is that it again, gives ammo specifically this controversy. Again, it just highlighted to me these two examples. It just highlighted the people who were really mad about this have just like had all the things that kind of burned them reconfirmed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and I well, think, I think you, other, you yes. can go on the other side. You can say how, right. Why did everyone spend the entire week pointing out trashy TGC articles? Yep. Because it confirmed to the people who think Kevin DeYoung is only willing to criticize people. It's safe to criticize that. Yeah, that's what he's doing and is never going to criticize any of these truly abysmal things which we on this podcast have openly laughed at, we'll laugh at yeah. again. That he we'll... that he does have much more direct connection with, right? Yes. That and that's and that is where it actually matters. It is a legitimate point. So let me do my two. I I just thought of two things that I will add. And I'm glad. Minisode. Minisode. This minisode. This gonna be the as only, the only, the only minisode. We're never ending, Matt. We're getting so many downloads out of this. We're... <laughs> wow, this is this is great. Um, so. Uh, one of the things that I will say is in this whole, you know, this whole ruckus, and I've maybe mentioned this, um, ethos matters. And uh, when somebody like Doug Wilson speaks and he can speak from a position where from all like this is obviously from a distance, but even from people I know who know, you know, know him directly, like that, like the guy like walks the talk. He has been faithful with his family. He hasn't been involved. He's been involved in doctrinal scandal um, for sure. But like, as far as the, like the typical, um, you know, um, scandals that you see within the family of adultery and affairs of, you know, kids walking away from the faith that you see in other men that have like similar influence and status, you could say, right. In the, in, in the broader church, um, that doesn't seem to be there, right? This Kevin DeYoung starts this, right, in his article talking about, look, there's like, it It seems like he has a great family that, you know, does uh, love him and loves, loves God. Um, that matters so much more than you, like, scoring points 
in some like online world that you would imitate that kind of life that you, that that would be your goal because um there are plenty of people right now that just had like just to go after somebody like Doug Wilson because they like actually just have animus in their heart toward him or toward the movement or whatever. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, uh, but that clearly is a thing. And um, to do that, they will partner with or use um, the, the voices of people who hate God, who are apostate, who whatever, like they're, they're like, as long as we can get this guy, or they themselves have lived lives where, hey, their kids don't really like them and they've walked away from the faith. And now you're telling me all the problems that you have with someone like Doug Wilson. Well, guess who I'm going to listen to? It's not you. It's not you. You know what you should do? Instead of writing another uh, blog post about Doug Wilson or instead of, of going on Twitter and telling everybody your problems uh, with him, Maybe you should go and uh, repent where it's necessary to your kids and be spending all of this time in prayer that they would be saved and reaching out to them and doing what you can for those that are closest to you. Uh, this, this is just, this drives me crazy. Uh, and 100% of the time, um, people are going to see that and think, and I'm please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that that's everybody, right? Kevin DeYoung, great example of a, I think a good faith critic, right? Um, and somebody who does have the ethos to back up what he's saying. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of people who don't. And I just want to encourage people that like, guess what? Like the the intramural Kevin DeYoung, Doug Wilson debate does not matter um, if those central pieces of faithfulness to God are not in place in your life, right? Like it, if you're like a hardcore rah-rah, like Moscow, Doug Wilson, I that uh, that is going to go to bat for the kind of, you know, uh, language that is used and for post-millennialism and for whatever else that you see is really important, uh, but you don't love your wife, like, or you're living in sin or like you are, uh, you are uh, nasty to your kids, guess what? Like all of that, it's just, there's no piety in that, right? There's no true piety in that. Um, and I just, I, it, I just want people to recognize that true faithfulness, true piety is not actually found in, in being on one person's side or the other in this kind of a debate. Actually, true piety um, is in uh, the kind of stuff that we talked about in the first Peter series, which you should go back and listen to instead of just downloading this one and listening to it a, a bunch. Second thing I'm going to say, and then maybe this is pointed in the other direction, although I think uh, it's all applicable, um, is just a reminder that uh, the scripture has um, qualifications for overseers and what they should be like. And it includes things like um, they should be well thought of by outsiders. To just be the guy that fights well and really gets under the skin of the enemies in the culture, um, that that's actually not um, the qualification for what a godly man is like. Uh, we have the qualifications for uh, what you should seek. And um, it includes not, for instance, being a brawler. Um, being a brawl, you know, being 
uh, willing to take stands that are necessary is right and good. Being willing to fight where it's necessary is right and good. Um, and praise God that there are men willing to stand when they should stand. Um, but that does not remove the qualifications in scripture for humility and for not just fighting to fight, right? It, it doesn't mean that you then just get to be worldly. It doesn't, that's, you know, so that's, those, those are my, my add-ons, I guess. Let's offer an invitation in case anyone thinks I've gone too hard. One, I can go just, I can give, I can go slightly hard on the Moscow move because come on, man, if you're, if you're cool enough to be a uh, cigar chomping champ, like then you should be able to take it Two, If you like Doug Wilson and you like all the good things and none of the bad things, and you don't want Pato communion love for you to move to Eau Claire as we, <laughs> as we truly fight, laugh and feast here. Um, <laughs> Just trying and, to poach people. And, uh, We'd love to have you around if you like all the good things and none of the bad things. Uh, if, you <laughs> if you are the perfect person and you would like to move. <laughs> if, you, if you don't use words, I wouldn't want my children to hear. But if you like, I like starting businesses. I like reaching people <laughs> for the kingdom. Dude, we're here for you. Um, and I think that uh, that's that's a good, a lot of you. And so this has been a mini-sode. Mini-sode! The, <laughs> the only mini-sode we'll ever do. If you like what the idea of a mini <laughs> you will love the 12 Days of Restless, where we will do 12 daily podcasts. Some will be pre-recorded, as I mentioned, because maybe the, I will have a baby during the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> um, next week, we will be doing something nothing at all about this, just so you know. So we'd like to thank all the thousand extra listeners who joined us and we bid you adieu. <laughs> so uh, join us next week when we will discuss the Apostles' Creed and I believe in Christmas, or at least Pastor Michael does, the Advent King will, uh, will join us. Thank you for listening to this mini-sode. We hope it was enjoyable, edifying, and the last we will have to say about Doug Wilson and Kevin DeYoung, for a while at least. This podcast is not going on a Christmas New Year's hiatus. It will be doing the 12 Days of Restless starting the day after Christmas. We will be doing days of consecutive podcasting, released every morning at 8 a.m. This year we're doing something special Every morning, you can watch a video version of this podcast if you're interested on our YouTube channel. Link in description below. All right, we're going to give it a try. We hope you enjoy it.